Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, it's time for the Flip and Friends. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at that Davis. I mean, at that's Davis. Uh, make sure you also follow my executive producer, Ryan Bukovsky at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1. And Sidney Brown and Sid Kid Eddie. You can always check him out on Second City Sports. And also, he writes for We Are Ruby Radio. How are you two gentlemen doing this, uh, this afternoon? Oh, who couldn't be doing bad on a day of flipping friends recording? Flipping friends recording. Some, uh, shout, shout out to Shaka. I saw on uh, YouTube, he loves the name Flipping Friends. He thought that was pretty dope. Uh, also, he was talking about your hair. Uh, <laughs> so, shout out to Shaka for still rocking with us. Hopefully, he's doing fine. All right, guys. Kid Rock and Pro Golfer John Daly were told to wear face masks ahead of the final presidential debate Thursday. Two were supporting Donald Trump ahead of his debate against Vice President Joe Biden in Nashville. Other users also share videos and images of uh, Batwitta Sanger and Daly. I don't even know what Batwitta. I don't listen. I don't keep abreast of Kid Rock's latest songs or whatever. I, I forget. Oh, that's that a Kid Rock song. I didn't. Yeah, Batwitta. Wait, wait. Ba Witta Ba. I believe is the name of it. Oh boy. Listen, in, in true fashion of the show. Forever and ever in the day, fuck Kid Rock. Forever and day, fuck Kid Rock. Listen, John Daly, I used to rock with John Daly. <laughs> Drunk ass, golfing ass, addictive ass. Guess who else could get that same energy? Fuck John Daly. Come on, he said Trump's just like Jesus and him. They love yeah. everybody. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, if you're gonna say that they love everybody and then this man's like, we took good care of, we took good care of those kids, we separated from their parents, right? If the, and you think that's love, everybody, and that's proper Christian energy, I can't rock with you, to say the least. All right, but anyway, um, the pictures were silly. I don't know. John Daly had on a full U.S. flag suit, right? Of course. And Kid Rock had on, like, it was, I don't know what the, the type of uh, imaging was on his his clothing. It, it looked like Fleur de Lis, but they weren't Fleur de Lis. But, I don't, they, listen, they came dressed properly for this debate. They should have went to the other debate. Because it was a crazy debate, but we'll get into debate a little bit later. Uh, but allegedly, in the past, these two gentlemen did say that people should be wearing a mask. So I don't want to just bash them them straight. And Kid Rock's honky tonk got shut down in Nashville because they weren't wearing masks. Got shut down for uh, a week. Uh, but again, they both have come out and uh, and been quote unquote proponents of wearing masks, but they just weren't uh, this past Thursday. Um, and that's you know enough about fucking Kid Rock. John Daly. Going back to the attire thing, it almost looked like a video game. Like you have certain outfits and you right. selected the cliche John Daly, Kid Rock. It's like a, a Grand Theft Auto when you're right. changing the clothes and then like bobbing to the side a little bit. Mm, should I go John Daly, bright blue and or no, America suits. There we go. <laughs> All right, moving on because we got a lot to basically centered around 45. Uh, Rudolph Giuliani was caught in a humiliating bedroom scene in the new Borat movie. We kind of all heard a little bit about this. Uh, play a little bit of the video. Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, might have just experienced one of the most awkward scenes in the Borat film. Mr. Giuliani was fooled into meeting with the 24-year-old actress, Maria Bakalova, who is playing Borat's daughter and posing as a conservative TV journalist. The former mayor of New York City then met the actress in a hotel room after a fake interview, but things soon take an extremely awkward turn when the 76-year-old begins to hold her hands, compliment her looks, and follow her to the bedroom. 
After she removes his mic, he is seen reclining on a bed and putting his hands down his pants, only to be interrupted by Cohen's Borat character. Thankfully, the pair were interrupted when Borat came bursting into the room and said, she's 15, she's too old for you. However, Mr Giuliani and his team have repeatedly claimed he actually foiled the entire incident and that he didn't recognise Cohen at first and even called the police after he entered the room. Trump's lawyer took to Twitter today slamming Cohen and his film, saying, The Borat video is a complete fabrication. I was tucking in my shirt after taking off the recording equipment. At no time before, during or after the interview was I ever inappropriate. If Sasha Baron Cohen implies otherwise, he is a stone-cold liar. All right, that took all the fun out of it. Because <laughs> uh, initially I'll tell you this. I was going to say that I get that he's 76 years old, but if a 76-year-old man thinks that a 27-year-old woman is hitting on him and they're in a hotel room, I don't care what they do. <laughs> and I get you know, of course, with, with Giuliani and all the foolishness, and we can go back to, you know, racist stuff that he did to the former mayor of, um, of New York City. Like, Giuliani's been the ass for a very long time after that cleaning up Times Square mess. Um, but again, when I was first watching it, like, because in the movie, from what the details that we know, he's, he's supposed to be trying to uh, marry off his daughter and bringing her here, and she's 15 years old, but as they just told you, she's a 20-something-year-old actress. But right there... And uh, his life's on the line, too. Okay. Kazakhstan's going to kill him if he doesn't gift his uh, daughter to you, Julia. You watched it? Did you watch it already? I started it. Okay. finished it. So the, thing, the, 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 so the thing is right there, though, she's playing like she's a 20-something-year-old uh, journalist, right, a reporter. So if he's in there, and we can always say, well, you know, the age discrepancy is just vast. What are you doing? Yeah, you can say that too. But I mean, shit, I hope if I'm 76, some young girl still likes me. <laughs> like, who wants to just be, like, unattractive? Like, you, just think, like, you reach a certain age, and it's just like, nobody wants your ass. Like, no, like, of course. <laughs> and again, if, 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 if he, listen, he has a good excuse if he's saying that, you know, he took off his recording equipment. He was, he was, I have to watch that part to see what I feel to get the proper context. If he was really just pulling out the Slim Jim or if he was uh, uh, really just He definitely thing. lingers on that tuck. Oh, so you saw that part? No, but I did see a video clip of it. I tried mm -hmm. to include it. I couldn't find the address again. Okay. But uh, he definitely lingers on that tuck. So was it, was it a linger like, I'm going to see what she's going to say? You know, it was like I'm gonna see if she say I'm gonna see if she say stop. Well, to describe it perfectly, this is under the assumption it was a tuck because it might have just been a full blown "How you yeah. doing, ma'am?" Oh, yeah, okay. just let me get down there. Let me get the business started so that uh, <laughs> I can catch up to you, baby. So, assuming it's a tuck, you know, usually when you get the tuck in there. It's kind of a quick one, especially in the crotchal region, because that's like, it's like if you're at the urinal and you do too many shakes, you're having a, a good time over there versus But you know hygiene. what? I, I don't even care. I Listen, I, I take care of my business. I, other dudes can be right there. If you, you, I don't have to come Well, in. maybe that's what Mayor Giuliani thought as well. I'm going to tuck this baby <laughs> yeah, in. Right. I could give a damn if I I'm linger. Not. I'm not trying to put any put any pee back in my pants, so I'm trying to get it all all of it off when I'm at the urinal. Yeah, but there's a shake yeah, limit. Yeah, there's yeah, no shake crazy. limit. There's no damn <laughs> shake limit. Right. There's exactly you can just be sitting there shaking away at the listen, urinal. I'll give a good five shakes, bro. 
I don't care what you say. Right. So Five is a limit. Saying, what if it's a No, that's a lot. What about 20 shakes? That's yeah, there's a shake limit. That's my point. Uh, listen, that's my thing line. is this. My thing is this. Why are you watching me at the urinal? Like, I'm never sitting there like, I'm counting like, that. he hit the six shake. Like, I'm not paying attention to your shaking. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this past Thursday we had the was supposed to be the third debate, but it was the second one since the second one was canceled. Since somebody didn't want to do it virtually and they like to get their spread their rona around. Um, they did have it set up to where you can you can be muted since the last time Donald Trump wanted to talk over and be a, a brute, which I don't think was used properly. I saw the lady Christian from uh, at least she works for CNN. I think she I, I saw them say that she did well. I think she did all right. Because watching the debate, there were too many times where she let Trump react to what Joe Biden had said, and then she didn't go back and ask Biden if he wanted to react. She would just move on. So Trump would sit there and be like, can I react to that? And she would let him go, even, and she would let him go. And even though if she wasn't supposed to, she would let him go. But then she didn't do the same to Biden. Even one time she asked Biden, he was like, I have nothing else to say. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was, again, I thought Biden won the debate. He did. He, ha- he did lose his, himself a couple of times. You know how Joe kind of has his elderly moments? He had about two of them. <laughs> All right? He had about two of them, right? Uh, I did see this funny line, uh, well, see this funny meme where when Joe was talking about, I think he was talking about Hunter, when he's talking about cocaine and, and, and problems in the family, and when he said co- cocaine, Trump's eyes went, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was because of just talking about drug use as far as he had used this, this drug or just because he was thinking that's wild that you, you got to be out here talking about your son on drugs. Uh, even though I do think that hit home with Joe Biden talking about the problems in families. I mean, because you, you forget that he lost his first wife and his daughter in a car accident and Hunter survived that car. Oh, yeah, Hunter survived that car, that car accident. You know what I'm saying? So think about that. And then... Even when you're talking about Hunter's drug abuse, he lost his brother. You know, so it was just him, Joe, and the stepmama, uh, basically, or whatever. But him being honest about uh, his son's problems as Trump, again, was trying to hash up this news that came out in the last 12 days that uh, most newspapers aren't even uh, putting out because it just seemed bogus as hell about Biden and Hunter and how much Hunter was getting paid and all this other mess. And we know how flippity flip that family is the Trump family is as far as doing things that are um, uh, that are irreputed that are reputable I guess I should say um, but yeah it, it was definitely um, interesting I voted yesterday too we went to go vote yesterday so actually it's a problem with me watching these commercials because it's like I don't want to see this shit on the TV I already took care of my business right? <laughs> did you go full family no yeah, yeah actually we did we left the kids in the car um, we pulled up, there was no line there. So it was, it, since it was, uh, uh, the weather was bad, uh, we was like, man, it may not be a line, so let's go. We pulled up, it was no line, the door was open. I'm like, listen, we're just going to leave them up in here. Kendall's 11 years old, and they were right in front of the door. Uh, we probably were in there no more than maybe 13 minutes, I would say, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, did the vote, went for a long drive, went to, um, then went out to this, uh, Puerto Rican restaurant to grab some food. They used to have this food truck Ooh. come past the job. Um, it's in Pilsen now when they finally got their brick and mortar. Ooh, it was so tasty. Trying to uh, be number 51 again, potentially. Trying to be what, number 51? Puerto Rico. Trying to move oh, really? to territory. I think it's going to a vote again in Puerto Rico, too. 
pursue statehood. Oh, okay. They should get some get some more of this. They have their hands on these dollars a little bit, solid, especially since everything's messed up or was messed up down there. Um, but yeah, certainly I already voted, uh, but still getting back to the debate. It was a cool debate. I feel like for the most part, you've made up your mind. The funny thing is they, they had people that were there after the debate that hadn't made up their minds. <laughs> like, I don't get it, right? Like, I, I, I personally don't get it. But Ryan, what were your thoughts on watching this past debate? Uh, I agree with you. I thought uh, it really hurt Trump that he couldn't just talk over everybody at the whole time. I mean, that's part of his draw. Like, if you have to keep him quiet, then it's about being succinct in a message and really coming out lucid and coherent. Like, he's not going to – that's not his thing. His thing is trying to be like uh, – what was that show? The Apprentice. Like, basically turn into a sitcom. Like, let's turn this into a show. Let's be really entertaining will get my base and maybe some quote uh, in-betweeners or undecideds to come to my side because I just look like a fun party or something. Mm-hmm. So that definitely hurt him. And I just think, uh, you know, I, I'm really interested to see this election, like after this debate. Now that, not that I think debates really matter that much, like you said, and changing people's dis- mind or decision where they're going to vote. But Maybe it does have somewhat of an effect. It's kind of like on your brain a little bit more after debate. And I always think of his little base as that silent like majority out there. Maybe they're not the majority, but that silent group. And I just wonder how it's going to shake out because all these polls, it's just like last time with Hillary. It's like Biden's going to win. Biden's going to win. Biden's going to win. Like he really has this thing pretty much sewn up, assuming no allegation or something comes out or something PR wise. Right. But how many, everyone's voted. I mean, not that right. Many. But like you, you said, a lot of people are voting already. Yeah, 15. Listen, what I think last night it was 53, it was 52 or 53 million uh, people voted. I was watching CNN last night. I mean, just think about that. And the crazy thing is this the thing we've been saying here at home is where have all these people been? Cause you know, we go vote and it's like, well, at first it's like Olive Harvey. Like we didn't go to Olive Harvey because there's been lines of Olive Harvey. We've never really had to ever wait in any line at Olive Harvey during any election. We've at least been the last three years, three elections, I should say, that we've gone there to vote. You just walk in there and you go and you vote, basically, right? Like, there's never a line. And it's just like, it, it was crossing my mind, like, so you tell me all this many people haven't been voting? That, that, that there's now a line outside of this place? Well, perhaps they weren't early voting and people are just trying to get it out the way. But when you see that there's lines of places like Olive Harvey, when I'm telling you there's a, there was an hour wait there at least, and in the past there was no wait whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? So it just lets you know how important the people are taking this election. I agree with you, Ryan. I do think there's a silent – there's people out there that are too embarrassed to say that or just because reading the room, that isn't the thing that people want to hear for the most part, so they don't want to say it. But in their heart of hearts, they like some of that stuff. Also – they want to have their foot on someone's neck or, you know, the, 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 the um, institutional foot, I should say, on someone's neck. Mm-hmm. I feel like it being applied because if it's on your neck, it's not on mine. I have an easier time to get do what I need to do. And there, I mean, there's just a lot of people that believe, I think, that he's kind of like an anti-politician, which makes him a great politician. Which is stupid. Well, why would you think that if you if you want someone that's not part of the establishment, why would you get a spoiled rich ass old man that, that like that makes no sense. That's where I that's where I come to. Makes no Same he's thing. not one of us. I'm talking about I'm just saying people from the soil, from the people built I mean a silver spoon on top of it. He didn't make anything. 
Like right. he got a lot of money and From lost a lot of money right. and, and took advantage of a lot of bankruptcy laws. And he was charismatic enough that, and rich enough that he mattered to be on television. Like that's about it. That's it. That's, a, that's, that's, that's definitely well put to say the least. Yeah. Real quick, Ken, you said that Joe, Joe Biden has lost his fastball uh, over the last couple of years, right? Can we uh, officially give, give him the title as the Dick Stockton of politics? Uh-huh, that'll work for me. That'll work Ooh, for me. Boy, I don't <laughs> know if that works. That's that'll a work. C-Squad on Fox right there with Dick Stockton. Hey, I'll take a C-Squad rather than having somebody burning. Can he be like uh, Marv Albert, someone that's still a little relevant but getting up there? Well, Marv hasn't had his senior moments yet. <laughs> Freaky Marv. <laughs> <laughs> St- listen, still dossier Marv. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, look, st- sticking with politics. Walker Fockle Flame is raiding through a wave of backlash after suggesting that President Trump ran the United States better than Barack Obama. That's the craziest shit I've heard. Now, look, that's just but listen i get i'm with some some i get some people being like they don't feel like they got out of the the obama presidency what they 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 think they deserve and i'm i'm saying this from a black person black male perspective even even more um so if you have a problem with that if you have a problem with the amount of drones he was dropping over on people overseas i understand that i'm not so i i'm i'm saying that obama has warts don't even get it twisted he has warts I wasn't even uh, that big on uh, Obamacare as much as I wanted him to work on jobs, but he decided to make that the defining part of his administration, which it was still good for people. So even though it didn't benefit me, it hasn't, let me say it hasn't benefited me. You never know what situation you'll end up in. It still helped people. And I'm about helping people, even if it doesn't help me, it's not about being selfish. All right, but to say that that he Trump, is, but Trump, Trump had Obama's account, economy, which he never praises Obama for. Obama had a recession when he came into office, all right? He gave you a buzzing economy. Yes, through deregulation, you 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 even pump more into the economy. I, you, I, it's no reason to take trust, all right? He, he, it, it worked. But I mean, if you just look at everything else, inf- infrastructure, nothing's been done infrastructure-wise. His silly wall never came to fruition. All right, even the changes he tried to do to Obamacare, even though I know he has the uh, the what's he took off the what's the name off of Obamacare, but still, like it's and and I haven't even talked about 2020 yet. All right, and how he's helped people die out here, and the first thing he wants to talk about is how the numbers look if he did nothing. How do, that's the crazy thing about Trump too. How do you say oh, two million people would have died? That's the number if the president did absolutely zilch, right? And you use that as the baseline of how many people you save. Like, so you, you go off of, if I don't do my job, too many people, you're supposed to do your job. Is that does, That's not relevant, all right? The fact that probably, what, maybe 80,000 people would have passed if we all start wearing masks. You saw yesterday that Biden that came out and said that masks need to be mandated and Anthony Fauci came out and said that it, it'd be tricky, but it needs to be done too. Listen, the, the fact that nationally, it's the real thing. On a federal level, that mother... That motherfucker didn't do shit, all right? When he should have said, everybody put on masks, all right? And region to region, we'll figure out what we need to do, but it's going to be it's gonna be organized at, at a federal level, let you know, especially with the shit that Clark Flame said, it's some, some great malarkey, uh, as Joe Biden will say, to say the least. I mean, like, that's just, and, and we talk, we say this type of shit when it's close to election time, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
And I, I don't even want to bring in the Ice Cube thing because, again, I don't know exactly where Ice Cube was with it. I, I, and I don't totally disagree with what he was trying to do. But sometimes, man, we play with shit and it's shit that we don't necessarily need to be playing with. But what do you think, Sid? Here's the thing uh, with Trump going back to his obsession with President, President Obama. For whatever reason, you can disagree agree with the man, but just to uh, be, uh, poke your fun at him, uh, show me your certificate, and then try and steal credit for his uh, Obamacare, for the Obamacare plan. It, I thought it was silly to me as well. Now, getting back to your other point about putting on the mask, uh, remember, he was the first one to say, oh, we don't need to put on masks and this and that. And he left it up to uh, individual states to do it. That's what ended up happening anyway. Now, uh, like uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci said, uh, if we had to put on a mask in the first place, maybe you would have saved uh, more lives. Um, this thing, we probably would have been out of it by now instead of being stuck with where we are. So it's a lot of disorganization. And you, as the president, the leader, you set the tone uh, for your citizens. And and he did not do that. And from, from an outsider perspective, it looked like President Trump was selfish in that manner. I remember at the beginning when all this was happening, oh, we'll get back to business by Easter. Of course, Easter came and went, and nothing ever happened. So and we were just in the beginning of this. But we all didn't know at the time, so I will give him sort of a pass on that. But it was, it was total dis disorganization by everyone, which started with our president from the beginning. But remember, he knew. He said it during the interview that when the recordings came out in February that this was worse than the flu. It's really deadly, all right? It goes like, he, they briefed him. He knew. He was worried about messing up. That's on him. That's on him. Yeah. The only thing he didn't want to do was mess up the economy, right? That's his <laughs> reason when you brought up the Easter thing. The only reason he was trying to force everything back over to Easter was to try to get the economy back up before the election. The whole thing has been about, and that's how he views America is necessarily through uh, the stock market. You know what I'm saying? Wall Street. And that's dude, that's not just the only way. I'm not saying it shouldn't be added to the equation. All right? That's not what I'm saying. That's not the only way you can view you, you can view if you're doing well or not. But, I mean, again, this is uh, 45. But, Ryan, what did you think uh, as about flock of flame and uh, dissing the Obama? Uh, do you guys remember? It's funny you bring up COVID. Do you remember what he was saying when COVID first came out? He was saying all minorities are immune to it. Like black people are immune to COVID and was going around without a mask. And like, he was like touting that on his social media. You follow like, the fuck on social media? No, he just popped up because of Worldstar. Okay. Oh, you still go to Worldstar? <laughs> what? You still go to Worldstar? No, I follow him. Okay, I'm just asking, just asking, am I dissing, am I dissing? Well, Remember, I didn't know he did that. I didn't know he did that. Yeah, he stepped in it big time. I guess. You got to, for a brief second, because of Africa, we did think. Yes. The precious part. Yes. We thought we were immune, but yeah, we got hit by the hardest. That's the craziest thing. Right? Like, oh man, like, oh, that, that, that really sucks. That really sucks. I mean, but it's not like nobody else was like, how many people summer started fully believed that you know, the summer starts, COVID's going to be gone. Like, the numbers, they're going down. It must be because of the weather. It's fine. It's just like the flip. Like, a lot of people around the country base it off silly little things like that because it made sense for other things. But, you know, what we should know from the beginning is you can't take this thing lightly. And going back to, to Waka with Obama, I'm just surprised that he's just, like, coming out out of nowhere just praising Trump. I don't get that. Like, 
50 Cent came out, I guess, because of the tax plan of Joe Biden. That made him, like, show over. But sounds like Waka, like, he wasn't some Trump supporter, I don't think, when he was first coming in. Like, why all of a sudden the timing now? And Waka's pretty smart, too. I'll, let me just say that, too. Waka isn't uh, – he's not an idiot. Uh, I, think something, I think he's enlightened to a certain degree. Um, but I just don't – again, if you're just comparing – uh, Obama to, to, to listen. There hasn't been a worse president in my lifetime. I want to say, depending on how you look at Reagan, as far as what he did to the Panthers and stuff like that, you know, I'm talking about actual deeds done outside of just shenanigans and fucking up in the White House. But uh, there's man, dude, this dude is a fucking a jerk, a fuck up. Like, I'm. Mean, it's just it. It's just disheartening. Like, it, it just is to just know that we're here in this situation and people are still trying to decide if we should continue down right. the path. Just think about that. People are trying to decide if we can continue down this path like it's normal. <laughs> it baffles me, to say the least. All right. It's, it's funny how people are just so up in the air when it comes to presidential elections, whether right. to vote, not to vote, who they're voting for, why they're voting for that candidate. It just... It's all over the map, all over the walls. One thing that you see a lot in black social media are, are people who don't want to um, vote or against voting. And they say to, because uh, you know one thing, people, like, people say you should vote, you know, your ancestors, people die for you to be able to vote. So now what you see Cassie saying is uh, black people didn't die uh, for, died, one, did, black people didn't want to die for us to vote. It was even white people that, that killed them, which that's true too. But the thing is, when you're saying that, if you don't think that these people that went out to try to, to, to get voters voters' rights for blacks didn't know that their life was on the line, like because that's what you're saying. Like, they went out there just like, oh, nothing's going to happen. These are the same people that had dogs sicked on them, hoses, beat upside the head. They knew when they went out to do these things that their lives were always on the line. So don't sit there and, and be disingenuous and say, well, they didn't know. Yeah, they knew, and they died for this to take place. If you don't want to do it, don't do it, but just don't make up some bullshit to, to sit there and cover your ass for not doing it. All right, that's the thing. Like, we sometimes I hate how we just can't say, you know what, I don't want to do something. I got to come up with some valid reason for not doing it. Just say you don't fucking want to do it instead of making up some fucking lies about the shit. On a tragic note, and I mean this for the victim, not for the bastard that did it, uh, former San Francisco uh, 49er, uh, this is from uh, Yahoo, Dana Stubblefield was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison Thursday for raping a development, developmentally disabled woman who prosecutors say he lured to his home with the promise of a babysitting job. A jury in July found Subfield 49 guilty of raping a woman with a threat of a gun. He also was convicted of a forcible oral copulation and a false imprisonment. A day before uh, the April uh, 2015 assault, damn, it was that long ago? That's, well, you know what, that would be messed up to somebody sexually assault you and it take five years for their ass to go to jail. A day before the April uh, 2015 assault, Subfield contacted the 31-year-old woman on babysitting, a babysitting website and arranged an interview with the prosecutor said. According to a report by the Morgan Hill Police Department, the interview lasted about 20 minutes. She later received a text from uh, Stubblefield saying that he wanted to pay her for the time she spent that day and she went back to, the, to his house. He then, I guess, because it goes to the article goes straight to after raping her, Stonefield gave her $80 and let her go, according to the report. The woman immediately went to the police and reported the rape. DNA evidence uh, matched, the, matched Stonefield. 
Uh, Alan Sawyer, one of Stubblefield's trial, attorney, trial attorneys, said the defense team was uh, precluded from showing the jury a strong evidence that would have supported uh, the contention. After seeing the uh, Thursday, uh, Sawyer emphasized the jury rejected two felony charges alleging that Stubblefield exploited a woman who was mentally incapable of providing consent to sex. The attorney went on to say, we proved it, and the jury found that to be true. Uh, the false narrative of the corrupt this trial from start to finish. So he's saying that the woman did consent and also that she's she's capable of deciding if she wants to be consensual with having sex or whatnot. But I mean, he's still getting 15 years, so I guess they still felt like he break. Regardless of the, so the jury probably feels like she's an adult, she's capable of making this decision, but she still was raped, I guess is how I should put that or whatever. Um, listen, man, I mean, I know a lot of, I, listen, I used to love the 49ers, that 49ers team, uh, and 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 Damon Subfield, what type of sick individual? Well, I mean, first of all, you raping, and then the setup is using your kid to even do the rape. It's just, I, again, and it baffles me because I, again, I can't I can't put myself in that mindset of why you would think that's okay. You know, like it's weird. Like just to think for a second, Damon Subfield thought I can force myself. Let's just let's just say if it was a gray area. You still force yourself on somebody like you, you like, like I, I don't want to say this lady's consented, but you can you can be pressured into consent, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, and I'm not a woman, but to the point where I, and you hear some women say when they be like, well, why didn't you do something? And it's because I'm afraid he's going to harm me, basically. You know what I'm saying? But for you to sit there and set this young lady up and do it like that, man, listen, he deserves to be thrown under the out of the prison, uh, to say the least. You know, if you've ever been, um, if you've ever been a fan of anything, Ben Davis, how we feel about stuff like this, you know, saying these are the type of motherfuckers that need to be tarred and feathered, to say the least. Uh, so when you found this out, what did you think, Sydney? Uh, it's, uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Ken. This is just sickening, and, and I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. If you can't get a woman on your own without having to drug her or to you know, doing things forceful as that, that's just absolutely sickening. And uh, it, it, there's just no place for people like that in, in our society. No pun intended, something that's mentally more wrong with him as well, but mm, not, not, I'm not definitely not giving that a pass. He should have known better. And for uh, any person, any man in that situation, you're supposed to look out for yourself. I'm not saying all women are liars when it comes to, not in a specific case, but it just uh, in, in rape cases in general, yes, you have some women that will lie for other reasons, but for the most part, as men, we're supposed to look out for ourselves and protect ourselves. We are supposed to know what we are supposed to do in situations like this. Protect yourself. Like you say, kid, can we get lured into situations like that and the outcomes turn out worse? Yes, but if, if you are a man, you are supposed you, you already know you what you're supposed to do, but unfortunately, some of us, not us personally, but some some men don't know what to do in that situation and they get caught up. But as far as David Stubblefield is concerned, that is just sickening. And like I say, he needs to be thrown under the jail. So he can go away for all I care. Well, I'll, hold, hold on before we go any further. The setup part, you're just saying that because we're not saying that this young lady lied or did anything like that. No, 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 saying I'm saying in general. Okay, I'm not talking yeah. about David's case. Okay, okay. Just make sure. I didn't want I didn't want this when we put this out, people to think that you were saying that. So I wanted to just be clear. Oh no, 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 no. Definitely, definitely. Right. Yeah, it's uh it's horrible. And just thinking like she's developed me developmentally disabled 
like she's probably doing a type of job that like she can really do you know like uh i don't know what exactly she has but you hear about like autistic people being raped you know like they have so many options at least somewhat you know they can't put a roof over anybody because everybody breaks through the roof but you know a lot of times autistic people are doing uh, certain types of tasks and careers because they all have a type of disable or development that's a problem for them doing other types of careers and for him to just take advantage of this woman and then he just goes ahead and just gives her money afterwards like that's secure that, it, like yeah like he must have you know like a mental thing like i'm helping you out or something like that or like just yeah, like maybe a form of control yeah he's trying to cover up so it's like, i paid like, the soul's consent he's using I'm not, angelus i'm not totally evil because right. i'm paying for it right he's using angelus to go through the babysitter section like it was the back page or something like what just think about that personally should using a babysitting service for like it's a prostitution ring or something right you know what he's got like, you just want your kid to have this person that you're gonna rape like what ah oh, man all right outrage and anger in nigeria continue to grow as the hashtag nsars protests expand and contend with outright violence from the nigerian army and police force according to associated press new york times and social media as previously reported a peaceful protest this is from blavity uh, has been incensed since the army officially opened fire on them Tuesday at Lakey Tollgate in Lagos, uh, killing at least seven people under the shroud of darkness, according to a local news outlet Punch. Dozens of other protesters were killed across the country the same day as news reported. The violence uh, covered extensively on social media has largely been ignored by Nigerian elected officials and even President uh, Muhammadu Buhari, uh, who made no mention of it during an address to the nation Thursday night. Thursday was Bihar's first appearance since Legagate uh, shooting, but he only tacitly uh, mentioned the action of his armed forces, only threatening protesters not to continue the demonstrations. Have y'all been watching on social media? This shit's been going on. It's been going on for like a month and a half, damn it, I feel like. It's been going on in Nigeria because they've just been walking down the street shooting. I mean, it's, it looks like Hotel Rwanda in that joint. You know what I'm saying? I know that there's violence all over. We live in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, just think about this is a country breaking down and in, in, in that matter, you know what I'm saying? Like, but to know that the, the elected officials are just basically like, whatever. I saw one where it was a group of, man, it had to be like 200, 300 people were coming down the street and there were like seven or eight guys with guns uh, and like some cars behind them. I don't think it was some tanks. And all of a sudden you see that group of people running. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know if they were running away or running at the people that, and because the caption was like, in Nigeria, uh, protests turns into shootouts or something like that. Uh, marches, no, it was marches uh, turn into shootouts. And I didn't, I couldn't necessarily understand if they were talking about the, the guys that were there or they were saying that, that that group of people turned into just start shooting. But regardless, I see people running down the streets and guys with uh, um, assault rifles shooting up blocks and you see like the windows breaking behind the people who are taking off running and whatnot. It's been crazy in Nigeria for about a month, a month and a half, man. And I grew up with mad Nigerians uh, would like to actually know what they think and especially in particular what their parents think about what's going on there. But yeah, it's been a lot of fucking dysfunction and violence in, uh, in Nigeria uh, this last month or so. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Either one. Uh, go ahead, Ryan. 
Uh, yeah, I think uh, it makes me think of the kind of like the anti-kneelers. Like, mm. we have a gift in this country to be able to protest and be able to have press that covers things and can actually, like, you know, uh, get a nation behind something. Like, I-, I wonder what the media is like out there in Nigeria. They're probably right. just not covering anything outside right. of the international media that's in there that's trying to actually kind of cover the story somewhat uh and that's about that's all being done by our world leaders which is just crazy like in today's age when is that going to start becoming a pressure where what is the un doing when we can't come together and figure out some of these things that's happening just all over the world but especially in africa uh just terrible situation i hope uh i hope the nigerian people can find a way to go through this and they're going to have to stay strong because, I mean, when you can't protest and you have no press, like, your leaders can really control you. And if they got the power of the army or people with guns behind them and they're not at all wavering their loyalty, they're just going with the the uh, politicians and not the people, uh, I mean, that can be just horrible, horrible violence over and over until those scars finally either get healed or at least get better. Mm. So. Yeah, I was getting ready to say that, we, of course, we all have our own issues living in the city of Chicago, of course, in the United States, but we better appreciate what we have here in this country. Many people still flock over here to live in this country because of our way of life and the way our government is set up. No, it's not perfect, but it's better than um, most places around the, the world, like Ryan said, or with the uh, with the Nigerians, do they have? They don't have a government uh, clearly as as structure as ours, and we have no media or very little media con- controlled by the government, uh, they can do whatever they want. Uh, I wanted to know what's, what's their foreign policy, where's their allies, if they have any to at least um, not just, well, of course, we, w- we all want the violence to stop entirely, but uh, where are their allies, if they have any to at least control the situation, keep it down to a minimum, uh, unless you guys know something I don't. Uh, it looks like he's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, you need those other countries to intercede. Um, I feel like this would be something that, depending on their skin color, other other countries would would ha- would come up and stop them. Uh, but since I guess there's no um, there's no oil or gold to be sought after. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. is there a golden oil that they want to keep these people in charge? Like, why aren't the other leaders across the globe saying, right. you know what, what do we need this guy for if he's just creating violence? Well, I mean, but usually a lot of times in Africa, people don't really care. That's true. You know, like they like there's been plenty of atrocities that have taken place in Africa and you, the, we don't step in in those for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Because there's no, there's no value. There's nothing to be gained. I mean, look- but don't you think it's kind of getting harder? Like with all the social media, like I guess back in the day, you can kind of do some crazy ass violent shit, but it's not covered. So you have no one really to answer to, mm-hmm. but like you would think nowadays, like if you're the president of, you know, any first world country that you're seeing this happen, like, Yo, why aren't we doing anything about this? Again, I, I think you're right, but I still think it's how we value life and c- life of people of color. Um, and you've seen it, like you see it all the time. Like think about it in our oh, yeah. time. How in our lifetime, how many times has the United States interceded with something that was happening with for African people? 
You know what I'm right. saying? Like, without some kind of game. Without, but yeah, I mean, but just yeah, definitely without a game. But even you, you don't see it. I mean, you just, and this is this is not an apples to apples comparison. But you know, when when you have refugees come from one Caribbean place, you have them come from Cuba. It's like, oh, come on in. Let your ass come from Haiti. They push that raft right back out to the sea. So like. You, it's just it's 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 policy. It's basically been like that. You know, there's nothing to be gained, and we that's we that's don't necessarily care. That's what that always comes off to me to say the least. Alrighty, so uh, unfortunately, and with these times that we have, we have another uh, Karen incident, and it happened at a Starbucks where, of course, you don't get your way, so you have to show off your ass, and that's just the way we kind of live in this country nowadays you do something stupid and somebody calls you on it instead of just apologizing and doing the right thing you have to sit here and act a fucking fool afternoon at a starbucks in san diego 19 year old barista alex beckham says the customer in blue pulled down her trump 2020 mask to ask a question beckham says she asked the customer to put the mask back on which she did before becoming agitated and taking it off again that's when another customer says he started recording told her that just to make sure that when she comes if she ever were to come back to make sure that the store and the customers were protected moments later the customer serves up a different motive if she felt discriminated against because she was a trump supporter that's on her that's not my fault i never brought any mention of her politics moments later the customer becomes more upset Customer isn't quite done yet. In Beckham's words, this is her first, quote, crazy Karen experience in three years as a barista, but she says she isn't surprised. I'm from a place that's really conservative and I've been racially targeted uh, my whole life here. So it's kind of like a normal. But Beckham says this incident is not okay. She posted it on social media and it went viral, some two million views in a day. I feel like it's really important to show people that this sort of behavior should not be normalized and should not be acceptable. Um, I think the first thing I want to say to young Alex, sister, you need to move. If you say that that's what goes down there regularly, it's time for you to get the fuck from over there. All right. So let me, let me just say. Maybe she will love San Diego. Listen, if that's, listen, I, and I know how San Diego can be. I've heard at least. Dude, fuck San Diego. If I'm somewhere and it's like every day they owe me like inward, 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 dude, I can't do it. Um. Yeah, dude, this is this is ridiculous to say the least. Uh, this lady, listen, what is black? That's a crazy thing too. All right, let's just say this hypothetically speaking. What if old girl Alex was like, you know, put your mask on, and she should, or even a Trump supporter, maybe she felt like you can't hear me. Let me put my mask down so you can hear me better, right? Maybe she felt like that. Uh, maybe Alex was like, man, I don't want you to have that mask down because I don't want to catch Rona. Also, you got that Trump mask on, so fuck you too. You need to put that damn mask on. I'm just, I'm, I'm being fair to both sides right here, right? What does fuck Black Lives Matter have to do with any of that shit? I mean, that, see, that's when you show your true intention. 
Right. Well, she uh, was angry and embarrassed at that point, so then uh, she had to up the ante. Yeah, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up here, like what? right, like dude, you can't. See, this is the thing I don't get. Like, I can get into an argument with someone or a debate, I should say, and my first thing I'm gonna do is not sit there and try to go into the worst words that I can say. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I do. This is one thing I, I live. I do it at home. Uh, where it's like you, you can you can disagree, but you you don't have to go and and try to shoot somebody in the face as far as saying the worst things possible that you can say. About it. You know what I'm saying? And I don't get where when we have these uh, interactions with people that you can't just have civil discourse and just not disagree. Like they they could not disagree. No girl could just walked out and left. But then, like you just said, Ron, she had to raise the ante, and that's the problem with society as a whole right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I'm not putting this on any one race or what all I'm talking about everybody there's a problem with just walking away in the grade to disagree yeah I agree with you Ken uh, my, my policy is and I try to practice this as well we can disagree without being disagreeable and like I said we can have civil discussions when a person starts belittling you or as I call it the yo mama syndrome you make a valid point I don't have a valid point uh, to come back with you, I just start uh, going to the your mama's enjoy. That's why I know you got me, and that's what, like you said, that's what's happening uh, in our society today, and that's really unfortunate. I don't care what subject you're talking about, but I, especially when it comes to social issues and politics, and that's where uh, uh, this behavior really rises up the most. First of all, shout out to the person who recorded that video because. If that person didn't record record that, it would have been the customer's word against the worker, and the worker right. probably would have been fired. So thank you to that person who recorded it. Now, the worker didn't do anything wrong, as far as I can see, unless y'all, unless y'all saw something else that I no. didn't see. No. Uh, the customer really agged it on by doing the Trump, using the Trump support as an excuse, or F Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. It's like, whatever you guys were talking about, why did it have to be brought up that way? Unless I'm missing something. Like you said, that customer just acted on for no reason. All this over a pumpkin lock, a lot of whatever. Go ahead, Ryan. Lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just look at like the situation. Like, let's just, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt for a second. Let's just pretend that she just said something stupid when she said F Black Lives Matter. Uh, like, where, how did you get to that point, then? Because this started over a pumpkin latte, like you said. Like, okay, you know, people go crazy over their coffee. It's kind of a drug, so maybe, you know, you're losing it. But, like, you're going to so extreme over a coffee. And it's like the other Karen incident we talked about. Like, Bert, you're going to an extreme for somebody that's outside with binoculars. Like, why... You don't see videos of people going to extreme like that when something's actually going on, it seems like. It's just, it's always over the stupidest thing. My, that's my like, Right. And it, it's like what, Sydney you just said. I mean, if you feel, I guess, somehow politics are being brought into this situation and you disagree with everything, like, just kind of walk away and, and, le- and be disagreeable in that fashion. But when it's just like, you're taking everything so personal. You got to up the ante with everything. We're exploding over coffee. Like that's just, that's too much. If we can explode over coffee, what aren't we going to explode over? And you see it. Like we can't even wear masks. Even her having a problem with the mask thing, wearing a mask in the place. It's just like, I don't know. It's funny how people can just get so set off, especially in those business transaction things of the minute. 
I've seen it with just people all the time. Like, oh, I'm disrespected. I'm paying. I should be respected 100% or get my way. It just, it's silly. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, guys, last one. Tory Lane says he still considers Meg the Stallion. This is from TMZ. A friend, despite her claims, uh, despite, despite her claim that he shot her. But Meg doesn't sound too friendly. The rapper proclaimed his innocence for the first time on a video Tuesday, happened on Instagram Live to defend himself against Megan's accusations. And he really raised eyebrows when he said in his book, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they're still pals. In his book, they're still pals. The friendship sounds like news to Meg. She says, Tori, uh, she says, she, 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 she put this out on social media. This nigga is genuinely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Tori now calls the shooting a debacle and says the only the people that really know what happened are him and Meg. Uh, he seems to be forgetting that Meg's friend and the chauffeur were also there when a gun went off. Uh, Tori says he's not talking down to Meg or disrespecting her, uh, but he says he's tired of his name and character being assassinated for the same thing he did. I saw a little bit of this or heard a little bit of it. I didn't see it. Do you believe anything with him in this situation? Could he be um, right at all? I think he's wrong, but there's something that's missing, right? Because I think he's trying to make it seem like maybe uh, there was someone like I don't know if him and a friend were fighting over. The, from, from from what I from what I heard, from what I heard him say, I was I was listening to the rumor report on the Breakfast Club. Uh, I was flipping through YouTube. It seemed like he was kind of saying like maybe somebody was fighting over the gun and it discharged. I think that's what he was implying. Um, I think he was trying to imply, right? But he was basically saying like I did not knowingly or willingly aim at your feet and shoot you, I think is what he's trying to say. That's his argument, I think. But I, he's not, I don't think he's uh, discounting the fact that she was shot. I know that when she was talking about, in the past, about him having her his people uh, come out and try to uh, slander her, because they were like, well, if you were shot, uh, where, where there's no bone or cartilage or injury. I think he also said she was grazed, perhaps, that she wasn't shot. Uh, so I, I do think... There's a, a gray area, but that gray area still doesn't mean he didn't assault a black woman, right? Like, that's the, <laughs> like, it, it, I guess it, it's necessarily we're talking about the context of what happened, how it happened, yeah, but you still shot somebody and y'all were arguing or bickering or whatever. And this is another question. Why was the gun ever pulled out? All right, so let's just say hypothetically, him and her friend or him and Meg, whatever, like whoever was fighting over this gun, this is what he's saying has happened, right? Why was the gun ever pulled out? Period. Yeah. Was he cleaning the gun while right? Uh, and it's why you getting chauffeur? You know what I? <laughs> you know what I like to do when I'm in a chauffeur GMC Yukon? I like to clean my pistols. Yeah. Right? Like this Glock is coming out clean. What'd you say about my mama? <laughs> <laughs> like it's. I mean, so clearly, regardless, this is the thing. Clearly, there was some agitation, and your reaction was to pull out. Right? Why? Like you? He now he's in there with a chauffeur and two women. Right? What the hell does your gun have? Like, again, let you know his little ass, his, his, like, little ass man syndrome, Napoleon syndrome. <laughs> I feel threatened. Like, like it just so, again, he, so to your point, Ryan, I, I still believe he's in the wrong. Uh, I still think there's little aspects of the story we haven't heard, but I don't think those aspects uh, will prove his innocence by any means. And I think even if we find out everything, and it's not like an indictment on him, like criminal, the criminal indictment. I still think Shuddy was being an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just, it's just, it kind of even gets back to some of the stuff we we're talking about before about there's no way to disagree anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like people, a person can't take you 
not agreeing with them, they have to overreact. You know what I'm saying? So they're getting to a, my point again, you're getting to an argument. Why was your gun pulled out in general during this argument with two ladies? Like, it, it, none of it makes any sense whatsoever. Do you think he's going to get charged? He did. I mean, like, found guilty. Um, I don't know. You know what I'm Convicted, saying? Convicted, I guess, I should say. I don't know who, you know what, I don't know who his lawyer is. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, sh- he should have enough money to, to get his butt up out of that. I don't know if she's helping by any means. Like, I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if she's helping. I got this. Is she pursuing the charges? Because her friend could be a witness, right? True, true. And the chauffeur, but it was his chauffeur, so he wouldn't unless he was, he was mad at him. Um, but, yeah, it, I, I don't know, Ryan, because I feel like he would have been – he would be in trouble. Like, they could deport – I haven't heard anything about deporting his ass, right? Like, he's not an American. He's from Canada. All right, like I haven't heard anything about you know what? Because think about it, in Canada, look, let, let let me have done something down here. Canada's not letting me into that country. You always hear about Canada. Right. Slow down, you're a convict. Take your ass back the other way. So uh, I think if I, I I don't think so. I'll say that much. I don't think he's going to do any jail time. I, I'll go with that. I don't think he's going to do any jail time. See, what did you think? Uh, as we've been discussing before, uh, especially with the last story, you can apply it to apply this to this story as well. It's all about conflict resolution. And to, to me, uh, Tory Lane seems like uh, he has a uh, insecurity problem. Uh, you disagree with somebody, oh, I'm a tough guy. I'm this, I'm Billy Badass. You got got to pull out a gun. I guarantee you, if he didn't have a gun, uh, his his ass would have been beat or cussed out or something. <laughs> so it really showed him who he was. Uh, forget all the other people around there in, in that situation. It really, sh- in that situation, it really shows who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like we said before, when we first discussed the story, they haven't um, you know, been something else uh, or worse could have happened coming out of that situation. And this conversation will be totally different right now. Sid, I got to push back a little. I think he is uh, good at conflict resolution. I mean, when you shoot someone in the foot to end a conflict, that's pretty good resolution right there. <laughs> that's fucked up. Damn, you're really setting us back with the black women watching the show. What? <laughs> I'm just talking about shooting someone in the foot. <laughs> so real quick, just to recap. We had the crazy debate where this dude said that he's the best thing since black people since Abraham Lincoln. With John Daly and Kid Rock there. Right. We had uh, Dana Stubblefield deserves the motherfucking burn of hell with gasoline draws on. And then we ended with... Go ahead, Ryan. I just still... Dana Stubblefield, I remember watching him. Like, what the hell? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Yeah, and then we end with silly Tory Lanes abusing women because <laughs> his feelings got hurt. You know what I'm saying? And I guess the thing I want to say, listen, all I, I, I want to even harp on the um, the Dana and the Tory Lanes thing. Man, listen, one protect sisters, and I want to expand that. Protect all women. Uh, that's one thing I thought when you were talking, Sid, and you were talking about uh, be careful. I want to interject that. Man, we supposed to be protecting women. We men, we supposed to be protecting women. All right, like if you if you don't live by that rule, something's wrong with you. And I'm not gonna go into well, women be doing this. You're a man, do the manly shit. Cause I've been a little bitch. All right, like step the fuck up, take care of the motherfuckers you're supposed to be taking care of. Stop being some motherfucking little hoes. I guess is uh, the word for the day. Stop being the hoes.
<laughs> Went to do on that note. Uh, always make sure you check out. Screw them hoes. See, now you got it. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going the opposite way, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, make sure you check out that Davis show. Uh, definitely going to bring you the sports this week. Also, make sure you check out Second City Sports with Sid Kid and also We Are River Radio. We always appreciate it. Uh, in these cold times, stay warm. And uh, also, man, listen, take care of the sisters, man. Don't, don't be with some of these. Don't, it's too cool to be a fucking idiot nowadays. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's uncool to be the stand-up motherfucker. The real stand I mean, 24-7 stand Motherfuckers pick, pick, pick and choose when they stand up. To be a stand-up person 24-7. And all of us need to do a better job of doing that. Sydney? We go. The flip. <laughs> <laughs>